Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast. So out with me, your host Freddie Loso, with my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Bay. So today, not a great day for birthdays, uh, but yesterday we had Mike Tanay, Booker T, Davy Richards, and Kyle O'Reilly. With our other co-host, the Reverend himself, Jason Todd. Yeah, there's not a lot going on in history today either, but I can tell you that on this day, I see clearly. In 2017, somebody we all know and love, Alberto El Patron, became the Impact World. Heavyweight champion after beating Bob Lash. I think that's the last time anybody tested the whole title in that company. So, there you go. I, I can see by your faces how much joy that brought to you. And with our other co host, Blackbird himself, the encyclopedia. And gentlemen, you say you want a revolution. Well, you know, we all want to change the world. Right, AEW? You do have a revolution coming up on Sunday, right? Yeah? Uh, Nothing? Not I want a segue. Uh, is it Sunday? I, I thought it was Saturday. No, that's yeah, a, it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday this time. So, a lot of people might be calling out of work. I get, yeah, right. Um, yeah, no, it's on a Sunday. Uh, and uh, Welcome back, Freddie. The man who shows us how to do an intro. He actually remembers the name of the podcast, right, Jay? I was shocked. Uh, I thought it was something else this whole time. It took some practice. It took some practice. <laughs> it, it ta- I, that's what I figured. It takes time to get there. I'll it put in some time. more reps. All right. So, not much has happened over the last week in wrestling. We've got some topics here for you guys. Where do you guys want to jump off at? I, I segued us already. Do the picks first. That was a pretty good segue. It would, yeah, I feel ashamed not to use it. <laughs> All right. So first match, no holes barred match. Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy. So what's the difference between No Holds Barred and Texas Death? I had to look that up because I wondered the same thing. Supposedly the real Texas Death rules is you got to pin your opponent for a three count and then they do the last man standing 10 count. I don't recall uh-huh. them doing this in Ew. AEW before, but supposedly that's the, those are the rules I found on Wiki. And No Holds Barred is just no DQ? I, and no count out? I, I think it's just they want to have two no rules matches and they called them different. So they so they didn't have Texas Death One and Texas Death Two. But right. you, you know one th- match we'll never see John Moxley be in? First blood match because he'd never fucking win. <laughs> <laughs> the bell rings he and he starts bleeding. I was say he doesn't watch out, he's, he's gonna look like here. Carlos Colon and Dusty Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Or Abdullah the Butcher? 
Yeah. <laughs> anyone. I just got to say, it takes a real special woman to love and marry a man like that. <laughs> I don't know how Renee Paquette does it. I mean, especially with that promo last night. Or from a, last week. That was from the promo from last week that aired last night. Yeah. Which was a pretty good promo. I thought that was, was a pretty intense one. But yeah. it's still that... That's a lot of blood. Yeah, somebody, can make it. somebody at work today asked me, hey, was that real? Was he really bleeding? And I was like, and I and he made me watch it with him like together. And I'm like, no, no, he, he's really bleeding. He goes, you think so? And I go, I said, if it was anybody else, I'd say maybe not. I said, but it's John Moxley. And, and, and on top of it, he's freaking gushing. You could see it dripping onto the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, holy shit, dude. Why? You know, WWE doesn't do, in my opinion, enough blood, and AEW does too much blood. I just had a thought. So, Can you imagine Moxley when his daughter's old enough for the daddy-daughter dance with the scarred up head and everything? I think they go to the daddy-daughter dance, she smacks him in the head, he starts bleeding. <laughs> she might kiss him on the forehead and he'll start right. <laughs> That might be career day when he comes shows up. <laughs> what does daddy do for a living? He bleeds a lot. He bleeds a lot. All right, so all right, Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy. Who do you guys got? Jungle Boy. Jungle they have Boy. to end this feud. Yeah, agreed. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's too long already. Yeah, it's been going on for. And where the hell's Luchasaurus? He only comes out to Six. save Christian Cage, right? Maybe. Hmm. Didn't he save him last week? Did he? Well, he had him set up for a concerto. He might have. I don't know. No, he didn't. Uh... He didn't? No. Oh. Okay. Well, that goes to show you how memorable it was then. Sure. The build-up for so this... So, Jungle uh, Boy, board. This build-up yeah. for this show has been odd. Mm -hmm. Certain matches have gotten too much build-up, and then some, like the next match we're going to talk about, have had practically none. Agreed. Mm -hmm. So, so all right. So the next, it, right? next match is my favorite title in AEW and and the encyclopedias as well. The trios championship. <laughs> <laughs> the elite, Kenny Omega, Nick Jackson, and Matt Jackson with Don Callis versus the House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews with Julia Hart. Uh, I'm going to say that the Elite is going to win this since there's been no buildup. I don't see them dropping the titles at this point. I think they eventually they do lose to the House of Black. But I'm going to guess that this match, the Elite keeps it for now. And this is part of what's so discouraging f for me about this specific match. They could have had such a great buildup for this whole thing and instead it just got thrown together, it felt like, last minute. I almost... Yeah, I mean, what they... I almost wish they would have held off on this match. Or you could have done the first match. I, I don't want to say non-title and House of Black win because that's a WWE thing to do necessarily. Um, or you could have done a tag match, you know, or standard tag match with two of the three for now. And do that on Dynamite instead of throwing the face of the Revolution ladder match randomly on a Dynamite this week, which it was almost like, oh yeah, we usually do a ladder match of Revolution. Yeah, we'll just throw it on Dynamite. 
point. There was a lot of weird stuff both for that show. This match, this this uh, dynamite this week was a hot mess. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of matches just thrown together, and a lot of guys just throwing each other around like it was spot to spot. That ladder match was just all spots. And then Powerhouse Hobbs is like, to do, to do, to do. And then the referee had to hold, I like the referee had to hold the ladder for him. Did you see um, somebody called them out on it on Twitter and Bryce Rimberg actually tweeted back? What would you want us to do? Let him fall over and break his neck? It's like, no, get another fucking ladder. You know, (laughs) they run out of money. (laughs) There there were a couple of ways, I thought. Either get another ladder or, and maybe they didn't do that for time, or he should have just, screamed at the dude to hold the ladder for him and scared the piss out of him because that would have been character building but they didn't and what did, what did he grab a, a it looked like a, a a butt donut it's it's the it's one of the rings they stole out of sonic the hedgehog they've been doing this for years it's i mean i literally think of sonic the hedgehog every time on. i see this match it was so weird so <laughs> should have the sound like, effect the Bring! <laughs> Nobody yeah, grabs it. They didn't hold that ladder. They didn't hold that ladder. You would have seen. They should have had him jump and go. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Yeah, we're getting totally sidetracked. So who else is picking? I'm trying to get the sound effect. Damn it! Hold on. Will someone on. else pick while well, yeah, he's ahead. going to get a, a sound effect? By the way, I'm, I'm agreeing go, with you. The elite. I'm going to go house of. I'm going to go house, house of black. black. Okay. I think in true AEW fashion, they're just going to throw the titles on somebody else. I, I can see that happening, actually. Um, with no build-up, no, nothing bringing you to that resolution. Yeah, and that, that'll be the collective feeling of anybody watching. And- no, it'll be boo, boo, boo. <laughs> wow, well, we, exactly. we went back even further. All right, so, Freddie, you said House of Black... I'm gonna go Jason House of House Black. Of Black. Yeah. Okay. I, and I also, I really want House of Black to have that title. I oh, so like do I. I just. I, so do I. But I got. I agree with Rob. I think it's. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna do well, it. Well, I yet. think they'll get. They're gonna get it. They're just not gonna get it. Right. At this pay per view. That's what, what I'm thinking. What's the next show after Revolution? Uh, Double or Nothing. How far are we from then? Um, that's usually Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, no, that's too far. I can't see them. Which? Now. Oh wait, I wonder if they will now though. With the rumored King and Queen of the Ring from WWE the same weekend now. Do you think that was a shot taken if they go that route? That's been an AEW weekend for years. They've never run Memorial Day weekend. Now there's a rumor that it's, they're going to run King of the Ring and Queen of the Ring that weekend. I wonder. I Unless know. they do double or nothing on S- Sunday to avoid WWE doing Saturday. Anyway, we'll, we'll have plenty of time to talk about that. Hmm. All right. All right, so AEW Women's Champion Trip. Uh, I believe it's one fall to a finish triple threat. We have defending champion Jamie Hayter against Soraya and Tony Storm. Wait, no. Is it? No, Ruby Soho. See, I typed though. I typoed and I didn't, you guys didn't get a chance to make fun of me for it. We'll I, do it now. Don't worry. I guess I got to yeah, well, give us right. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give us a minute. Hold on. Yeah. It's it's no fun when you it's no fun what? when you set us up. You know. I know. Yeah, you can't call it out yourself. That's why I did it. Killing the room. Young Bucks killing the business. I'm killing the room. <laughs> I think hater. So Jason, retains. what do you got? Yeah, I. I... Rob's got hater. 
Yeah, uh, I think I'm gonna go with Jamie Hader. I they have I have no reason to believe Ruby Soho will ever win any major. <laughs> wow. No, I, I mean I, it's not because of Ruby Soho. Yeah, it's because of AEW. I so, agree with him. I, they they all the fanfare she came through the door right, mm-hmm. and all they had her do was consistently lose since then. Yeah. So I don't see how they're gonna turn that around. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm go. I'm gonna go hater as well. Yeah, I guess we'll go. And this angle, the... by the way, is crap. Mm. I think they've done worse for the women's division. Honestly, I think the fact that Jay Cargill is still TBS champion after over a year and pretty much throwing jobbers at her now. She's beating the same people over and over again. Now they don't have anybody else to put up against her. Right. It's like you should have had to lose to somebody from half that Ross, half the women's roster. And I think it's time they, you know, let her cross over. Oh, I think they're overdue, but, um, well, yeah, yeah. I, I could see them going Soraya at some point. I'm going to stick with Jamie Hayter for now, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled it on Soraya, except for the fact that Jamie Hayter really only won this belt two or three months ago. And, Except for the TNT title, it's AEW usually likes to have their champions hold it for at least three months. So we'll see. All right. Uh, we have with the Jericho Appreciation Society banned from ringside, we have Ricky Stocks and the Ocho Chris Jericho. I'm going to go Ricky Stocks here. Absolutely. Agreed. You know, I'm having, I'm having trouble with this one. Okay. Because Jericho generally doesn't lose to the same person as many times. Like if he loses the Starks again, I don't, I, I, I want to pick Ricky Starks, but I get a weird feeling that Jericho's going to win. And I, I just, something about, you don't, you don't get over Jericho this many times. You know what I mean? I think the last person was orange Cassidy. What got two wins over him? Yeah. But, um, this is only the second time for Jericho Starks, right? Or is this the third match in the series? This is the third, isn't it? Didn't he he win one and then lose one? No, I thought they I only remember. had one match. Huh? I, I could be wrong. I I'm gonna go Ricky. I'm hoping it's Ricky Starks. I think Jericho needs to start moving himself down the card. I gotta I gotta you know for all the slack we give for legends not willing to put over younger talent, I gotta say Chris Jericho is kind of the model for doing it right. You know, yeah, as I mean, much he, as he, he will do it. Yeah, I mean, as much as I think some of his yeah. uh, storyline ideas are completely over the top to the point that somebody needs to reel him in, I gotta say he does at least try to put people over and get him to the next level. Oh, definitely. No. So, so Rob, you, you said you're gonna go with Starks anyway, despite yeah. your misgivings. Okay. Cool. Yes. Okay. Jason, you want to lead us into the next one? Coming up into our TNT Championship match. It is the King of Television, Samoa Joe versus Wardlow, who I guess I must have missed the last few weeks because I didn't even know Wardlow was back. And Sans Mullet, I guess. Uh, or whatever that hairstyle he had. This, they Sans had, Men Bun. Yeah, it was cut off. That's part yeah. of the storyline. Oh, that's right. 
months ago, Samoa Joe cut the, the man button off. That's this right. week was funny because Samo- Wardlow came out and Samoa Joe was trying to make a getaway and he got all tangled up in his, yes. in his microphone. <laughs> and like Wardlow had to stand there and basically wait for Je- for him to get on. And like Taz goes, Shivani, help, help, help Samoa Joe out of his, out of his, uh, I forget what he said, like out of his microphone yeah. samojo was like with the belts and like he can't get it out and like like wardlow's like i don't know i don't know what to do you're supposed to run away by now wait, yeah, wait. I, I thought that was great okay i missed something here i thought this all happened when joe went to confront powerhouse but this yes. continued but That's this continued when wardlow came out he was still tangled i didn't even pick up on that yeah <laughs> yeah oh, geez. so this is going on for like up. two or three powerhouse minutes was coming up the ramp right and Joe just got up, right? But he wasn't going to leave yet. He and he had starting. the two belts and his headset, and they got all tangled up, and he couldn't get away fast enough. Oh, it's it's great because Samoa Joe. I mean, normally he is like the cool guy in the room, and you don't see this kind of thing happen to him. And he was so pissed. Taz was like, Shivani, help Samoa Joe not get out of there. <laughs> Give him my hand. Yeah, I, I, that I remember. <laughs> I, and then they kind of bumped into each other as he ran out. <laughs> Wardlow had to act like he didn't just bump into the guy he was running after. It was weird. Yeah. It's really weird. He had to beat up I, more cronies so yeah. uh, <laughs> to kill time. <laughs> I tell you, I w- I'm watch- I w- when I was watching Dynamite, I, kept th- I was thinking to myself, they... The display, the screens, the camera work, the setup visually looks impressive like they're a top wrestling company. But then you see the execution of the show itself and you're like, nope, this is for indie marks. (laughs) I I think it it underscores exactly how difficult it is to pull off a presentation like we've all gotten used to from the WWE side. And even to a point from what TNA was doing at one point. And what WCW was doing at one point. It's hard to do. It's, and we're watching them learn this stuff on the fly. I swear, it's not easy. But yeah, anyway. But, but you, you know what? Uh, before it, you get into before we continue, though, we're going into year four of this company. And they still got these hiccups. I'm like, the first year or two, tops. First year, yes. Second year, all right, maybe. You're now you start into your fourth year. There's no excuse for it. It's... It, it, WWE Bischoff I think said it best WWE looks too polished it almost looks like you're watching a movie yes. all the time Yes. where AEW on the other hand it looks too indie style with yes. storyline execution AEW could use some of those Kevin Dunn uh, camera cuts or whatever those, those cuts because they stay on the thing for too long and then you see Samoa Joe tangled up in wires or you, you know, you see someone waiting for uh, what? Who was that guy who ran the ropes and did the uh, planche off and running off during the um, ladder match? I know who you're or talking like, about, uh, and I still don't know who that yeah, guy was. I have no who, I have no idea who that guy was. I thought I it was Ultimo was. Dragon. I I thought it was a uh, Kalisto. I thought I, it was I El Fuego know. del Sol until I remembered. Wait, no, that guy's injured. Was that Serpentico? I thought it was Ultimo Dragon. And then like they started calling him something else. I'm like, who the hell is that? Hold on. Um, I, I mean, it was amazing. Amazing stunts. But I got the Dynamite yeah. review open from the John Report. Let me check that to see who that was. But anyway, continue. All right. Well, you're looking that up. Commander, uh, Co- whoever that is. What? K O M A N D E R. Never heard of this guy. Weren't they calling him Commander? Oh, Commander. Oh, Commander. 
<laughs> Commander. I'm trying to put a spin. I'm trying to put some European spin on this shit. <laughs> hey, does he wrestle with Jim Hader? With Jim Hager? <laughs> hey, that beats that beats mine now. Commander. 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 The, the Washington Commanders. Is our president our commander in chief? Yo, my company oh, my company got bought by a French company four years ago. I'm just trying to go with the flow here. The Spanish like, guy and I gave him office? a French name. Remember the office, Sabre? So. <laughs> oh, we're Saber. <laughs> so who will be the commander of this match? Oh, <laughs> back back to the, how the or start of the TNT yeah. title. <laughs> Wardlow, please. You got Wardlow? Yeah. I hope Commander is on next week's show. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Wardlow. Joe. I think he retains. You're going with Joe. Uh, right? Powerhouse. Now, Joe, Joe's going to Ring of Honor. Yeah, that's what I, I see happening. So he's off the show. I'm. I'm going to agree with Freddie, actually, partially because Powerhouse Hobbs is getting the title shot on Wednesday against the winner, and I don't think they do ward low Powerhouse Hobbs right now. Yeah. <sighs> mm, that's a good point, too. Commandeer. Oh, my God. My stomach hurts. <laughs> Never a dull moment on Sports Frenzy Podcast. The next match is John Moxley versus Hangman Adam Piaget. So... Piaget. 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pick you out while you do it. Oh, oh my right, stomach hurts. Got? <laughs> uh, I I really don't know. This is a tough one too. Yeah. I, I think Adam Page has to win. Adam Page. I agree. I mean, th this seems like a yeah, setup where Moxley's definitely going to win, but I think pa Page needs to win. Moxley's Page wins. Moxley goes away for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Moxley. Gets to finally take that vacation that he couldn't mm -hmm. get last year. Yeah. I, I think Moxley's a guy that he's built up enough, at least in the AEW group, that a loss doesn't hurt him anymore. Where Page, I think it if you have him lose again, that really sets him back. Yeah, it ruins him for a while. So, Freddie, you in for Page 2, you said? Yeah, I'm going with Adam Piaget. Can you at yeah, least I'm, can you at least fuck it up, right, Piaget? This, oh, Piaget. Sorry. Yeah, this one he's spelling it out, Piaget. <laughs> fuck. Is he from a different province in France? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. That's <laughs> where they make champagne. All right, so um, right. we have a four-way tag team match for the AEW Tag Team Championship. We have the Guns. Austin Colton. We have they acclaimed Anthony Bowens and Max Caster. Uh, we have Triple J L, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, and then we have Danhausen, very nice, very evil, and the All Atlantic Champion Orange Cassidy, or as Rob put here in our document, Orangehausen. Very I good, Rob. Put that I, I wrote Orange. All right, so I, I'm, and and I'm assuming and you're picking Orangehausen because you're wearing an orange shirt. Oh, I am. Are you sure that's how you pronounce I am not picking them, but I did not realize. I, Are you sure that's how you pronounce that? Uh, I don't. What's French for orange? 
Orange. Orange. Well, Jason, you are going to Montreal, so you better learn some French soon. I know. Yeah, I know, he says. <laughs> no, and no. I'll teach, you. I'll teach you how to say how much for a lap dance. Well, all he needs to know how to say is um, Putin? Putin? Putin. Putin, Putin will play. Do. And Do we, Putin. You need to learn. Play. You need to learn how much for a lap dance and where right. is the American embassy. That's the only two things you need no, to know. No. There. Where is club downtown? They, they need to start sponsoring this Go- show. Google it, folks. Is- <laughs> All right. Who you got? Kids, do? don't Google it if you're listening. This is the worst we've ever worst prediction we've ever done. <laughs> we've- I'm going with the guns because I see them doing that squirrely uh, – keep the belts and keep running for their lives gimmick for a bit and acting cocky the whole time until they lose to their claimed later this year. I'm going to predict that Billy Gunn turns on the acclaimed and goes back with his boys. And that's why they retain. I was just going to say that. Oh, sure. You were. Uh, guns. I was. Legos. Les papa. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to say scissor me daddy in French. So, César me daddy. No, um, yeah, that's how it works. Papa. And we just lost the French audience. Um, I was going to say, not too racist. <laughs> so, you know, the funny thing is with this, with this match setup, first off, we had a battle royal to get a third team in. Then we needed a casino battle royale to get a fourth team in. I hate when they do the battle royal the one week and then they do the casino one the next week. It's like, why don't you save one for one tag team title match and use the other one another time? But anyway. It, is did, it royal or royale? Which is. Are you trying to be funny right now? It's royale. Okay. It's royale. Because the royale with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite movies encyclopedia like, you, you know the funny thing is they could have kept this at guns and acclaimed it almost seems like the triple j l and orange housing were added just to get more people on it's like going it's like going to wrestlemania yeah. back in the day you had to get everybody yeah. on the card you know the sad thing is the two teams that have the least chance of winning this match are the two teams i would have liked to see but I'm going to agree with you guys and say the guns. I would love for some reason to see Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal win the belts. Never thought I'd say that, but I get a kick out of Jeff Jarrett. And Dan Housen's just the fucking man. But I just don't see it going you that know, way. I, I I like Dan Housen. And I like Orange Cassidy. But they're not a tag team. And it kind of pisses me off that there were so many tag teams in that Casino Royale match. And they didn't. None of them. None of them. went. Could, and you could have fit any of them into this and made it interesting. And I don't see why they had to just do another, you know, slap together team. Can you imagine how much... Yeah, well, the, I mean, that's stealing a page out of WWE's book to throw a tag team yeah. together. You know how much better this match could probably be if you had, like, the Lucha Brothers actually in this instead? Oh, my God. That's an, that's an incredible element to bring to it. I mean, yeah, and I, 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 I like their moveset. I like Pentagon, but... Uh, and, Wait, hold uh, on. and they don't sell what I feel like we were in the midst of a, a very skillful and 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 effort 
and, and, and emotional, not emotional, uh, a very skillful segue on the hands of, uh, of the bear. Okay, and I'll shut up about this match then. Go ahead. missed it. I forgot it already. <laughs> Iron Man match. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it was going off of whatever whatever Jason said. You know what? Iron maybe Man we should match. maybe we should scrap the show and start over again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have our picks to Sunday afternoon. Versus Daniel Bryan. Iron Man match. Who? Who put Daniel oh, Bryan in, in, in the in the document? Does it say Daniel Bryan? Brian. Yeah. Brian Danielson. Oh, oh. whatever. Same fucking guy. <laughs> I it's felt different. bad for I felt bad for poor Brian because he got no airtime on the WWE produced Nikki Bella says I do, Rob's favorite show of all time. <sighs> Nikki Bella says I do, Rob says who gives a shit? <laughs> How'd that end anyway? <laughs> are you serious i hope she got killed in a car accident no I, wow she got married right wow. Wow. She got married, right. Right? who do you got here rob <laughs> mjf they're not taking a belt off him yet yeah i think you gotta let him run with it for a while mjf yep mjf plus uh brian doesn't need that belt ever the sad thing is, one of my predictions was that Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, sorry, will be the one end end MJF's reign. And then when I realized they were setting him up to be the first major contender, I was like, "Well, fuck that prediction." Nah, it's gonna be Wardlow so eventually. You re- you think they're gonna go Wardlow as champion? Yeah, I feel like he's got no momentum now for that. But okay, I, not not right away, but he'll eventually be the one that that. That uh, defeats MJF. They're gonna let him run with the uh, TNT title for a while. Okay, so yeah, when so when you're see. wrong, can you give? Can we get sixty bonus points for the three of us to try to catch up to you? <laughs> Only if Daniel Bryan uh, and uh, Commander form a tag team. Okay, forget it. No sixty points for me. Um. <laughs> That's a better shot of right, you right, and me so. being a tag team in AEW than that happening. Anyway. So we got the little tease by Finn Balor saying that after Mania, Judgment Day will be expanding. Who do you guys think? Who would you guys like to see join the Judgment Day? Well, I mean, I threw out some names that I thought might be somewhat intriguing. And this is not in any way a complete list. It's just some guys that I think are kind of directionless, maybe, and could use a fresh start. So I'm going to throw those four names out, and you guys can comment on it. And then if you have anybody you want to talk about, let's do that. So the first name I put on there is Baron Corbin. Right? I mean, he's kind of floating around. He needs something right he needs a mouthpiece or he needs something to do and i thought i could see him as a reclamation project for them teaming maybe teaming up with um damien priest or kind of being like their enforcer almost 
so Priest and, and uh, Balor can do their thing. So my first my first thought was maybe Baron Corbin. So anybody have any thoughts on Baron Corbin as being part of Judgment Day? I mean, of the names you suggested, that's because I'm sure we'll go through these more in detail, but he makes probably the most sense. Um, I'm going to just flat out say right now, I don't think Judgment Day needs any more people. That's just my opinion. And I say, let's not water it down too much. Let's not make the NWO mistake or something. But he did put it out there. So, uh, yeah, Corbin at least makes sense. Um, if you want to get really outlandish, you actually have Judgment Day kind of join Bray Wyatt. They all got that dark, mysterious thing to them. And then it could eventually be a battle for who's in charge of Judgment Day between the demon version of Finn Balor and and Bray Wyatt. But yeah, I, those are just some outlandish ideas I have. Freddie, how about you? So Reverend, or Freddie, how do you feel about Baron Corbin being part of Judgment Day? I'm not sold on Baron Corbin. Corbin, I don't think he kind of fits. Um, for me, if I would add somebody, I would. I would say they need an enforcer. You need a big, like, monster-looking guy. I would add Bronson Reed. I think he could fit in. You don't need him to talk. You need that muscle of the group. I think he would fit really well. And, Reverend, do you bless a Baron Corbin uh, joining the Judgment Day? Do you give it your blessing? I would bless a storyline with him trying to join the Judgment Day because my favorite, the only thing I really like about Baron Corbin is that nobody likes Baron Corbin within story. Nobody likes him. So the idea that he would try to get in and maybe fail miserably because of a Bronson Reed because they realize, hey, we do need a heavy, and they get somebody else. Because I, I like downtrodden Baron Corbin, and I just think anything that gets us to that is fun television for me. Okay. My next uh, name on the list, I'm sure I, on, I, I have a feeling. A Jason, are they filming Fast 11 outside your window or something? <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always, this is Brooklyn. They're always filming a Fast and Furious movie out here. My next name on the list is a, is probably a, a controversial one. Um, and I bet most of you won't agree, but I think if you're going to split up the Street Profits, uh, Angelo Dawkins is the next name I put on that list. I mean, guy really doesn't have a lot of personality. Kind of could be... If uh, if they're really going to push Montez Ford, you could push the angle where he really doesn't have a lot of direction. He really doesn't know what to do with himself. So he's kind of that lost soul. And I could see the Judgment Day picking picking up on that and reeling him in mm-hmm. and using him. You that know, like to, smart. Right. I mean, it's a it's to me, if you're going to split up a tag team and you want to keep him in the in in the limelight, that would be a way to do it is to put him in with the Judgment Day. Where he's he doesn't really have to do a lot of talking, but he can do a lot of wrestling, which is which is more his strong That's suit, good. I think. Right. I like that idea. And then, it's an interesting idea, especially right. if they want to have out of, out of those four names you threw out. 
I, I like Dawkins the most out of it. Yeah, you know, it's funny you'd say that too. When I wrote this list, I when I wrote that, I kind of went to myself, hmm, I kind of like this one. This one kind of writes itself almost if this is really the angle you're going to mm -hmm. go. If you're going to split them up, why not? Right? Let Montez do his thing and, and then put Angelo Dawkins as part of the team and see what happens. And then you can always go back and have Judgment Day feud with with Montez. Well, yeah, I mean, at that point, you know, Mont it could be Montez is trying to rescue, you know, quote unquote, rescue Angelo Dawkins from them. And that would give, mm -hmm. you know, Edge someone to team with if that's still going to continue. I mean, you know, or if AJ Styles comes back and they right. want to pick that up again. I mean, you got a, a few things you could do with that, I guess. Sets up a lot of interesting like singles matches for Montez Ford, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The other name I put on the list is looks like it's somebody who's going to kind of be left out on his own. It looks like Alpha Academy's getting ready to split up. So I put Chad Gable on the list. Not really loving that choice, but trying to figure out what they're going to do with him because if he's not part of the tag teams, he's not really a, um, they're not really looking to push him as a singles. I so wonder I thought, about that. Right. I, I, I think he might be poised for a singles run. He's so good. But he's not prototypical. No. You know what I mean? He, they they love putting him on TV. They love yeah. making, he loves he makes his opponents look great, but they don't it doesn't do anything for him. But are we I mean, are we still thinking of the old prototype? The old WWE prototype, what I mean. Because let's face it, you're getting a lot of different looks at people lately since uh the takeover so it's very possible he could get a run i don't know if it would be prolonged but i could see him getting a run i mean as as long as you've got a lesnar and a lashley and a bronson reed i don't see him getting a push he's just to me you know he's like gargano like it, he, he, i don't know i don't i don't see him getting a push either so the last name I put on the list is uh, a veteran who really hasn't been doing too much. And Freddie's already given the thumbs down, but I put Dolph Ziggler on the list. And again, it was just one of those guys. I couldn't figure out what they're doing with him. He's kind of just floating about, uh, you know. So I figured I'd put his name on the list and see if it was uh, it, it brought any attention. To, and, and Freddie gave me the thumbs down already. I'm assuming that the encyclopedia and Jason... Uh, don't love that either, but that's tough, man. He's all ego. I don't know how he fit in the group. Well, I mean, again, he's not winning, so yeah. you go at the same angle where you know, look, you're you're not winning on your own, but as part of a team, you could be somebody. Mm. He seems like the yeah, type. I, he would I just hope... want to be like, nah, I don't need to do it. As a matter of fact, I'll fight all of you. Like, because he's all ego. No, that's Ethan Page. I just hope that at, at some point they really start pushing uh, Damien Priest. Yeah. Like the dude can go. He's got the look. You can kind of push behind him, but I'm just waiting for them to pull the trigger out. My problem with Judgment Day is they don't have a bona fide superstar. Like, when they had Edge, they had it. And now, to me, you've got you've got uh, Finn Balor and you've got Damian Priest. 
and really Rhea is the superstar in that group. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you Definitely. think about it. So on the male side, though, they're, they don't really have that one guy that really kind of – and they're not pushing Priest that way. And I'm not sure he could be that guy. So my one issue with the Judgment Day, it's kind of like you've got a bunch of mid-carders together. Yeah, you know, the, like the head and Rhea. So anybody else you guys can think of? Anybody I, I didn't come up with or anybody you think might be intriguing? I'm wondering if there's some people down on NXT who might make for an interesting yes. position. Cora Jade. So you're going the female route. She just happened to come up on my Instagram while we were talking about it. So I was like, oh, actually. Um, well, that's a good idea. I mean, anybody from NXT do you think might be able to make the jump right into the Judgment Day? Uh, Cora Jade. Um, this might be a reach, but I could see Joe Gacy. I was thinking of Joe Gacy, too. Um, you know what? Get him at... I mean, and I like... I, I get a kick out of Chase University about Duke Hudson. That would be an intriguing one. That, that's it. Yeah. That's what I got. I actually think I could come up with basically any member of the House of Black if they were becoming free agents anytime soon, but I don't see that. Yeah, I think they got those guys pretty locked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, what about... uh? I know wasn't WWE in talks with Tama Tonga and his brother. Let it go, let it go. I'm just I'm just saying I know there was there was that connection with the Bullet Club. They were free agents. I don't think they re up with New Japan. The what is it? The Gorillas of Destruction or whatever? Gorillas of Destiny. The gorillas are definitely maybe Jay White. That's possible. We still have a returning AJ Styles to look forward to. Yeah, maybe they, maybe they, when if Jay White signs, maybe he gets put in the Judgment Day. Yeah, that would make for some good feuds. He definitely can talk. That's a good one. And he right. can wrestle. So I mean, uh, maybe him. Well, um, how about the uh, you know? There's supposed rumors that WWE is interested in this guy. I don't see it happening, but. What about uh? And this leads into next topic suggestion that somebody had here. What about Kenny Omega? You know, I'm I'm wondering what kind of impact Kenny Omega would have in WWE. I wonder how many people know about Kenny Omega and who he is and what he's done. I don't. I they would really, really have to come up with uh, the hype machine would really have to go into overdrive. Because you'd have to bring Kenny Omega in as like a megastar for that to happen. You can't bring him in and just be like, hey, look, that's Kenny Omega over there. Because I can, I can almost guarantee you that people will go, oh, he's kind of right. small and, you know. You don't think that there was that same concern with AJ Styles? No, I think AJ Styles, AJ Styles' reputation preceded him. And you don't think... Kenny Omega's on that same level at this point. I don't know. I, I feel like I a few know. years ago, Kenny Omega might have been at that level. But 
Especially after the past year. I don't know if he still is. You know, when, when AJ Styles was wrestling, everybody was saying the last thing he needed to do in his career is come to WWE. So, like, people were clamoring for him to come to WWE. I'm not sure how many people are clamoring to get Kenny Omega in WWE. I mean, I don't think it makes sense with his EVP um, position to why he would give that up from AEW unless Tony Khan wasn't willing to include it in a new contract. But other than that, I does he need WWE? No. Do I think it would be intriguing? And do I think I, he could potentially fit in? Yeah, get him away from the Young Bucks. For I mean, I know, I know, I I'm always bashing the Young Bucks a bit, but I think it would be really interesting, and it would put him on a different level to go out on his own into a brand new company without those guys, you know, under his belt hooked up with him I don't know I, I, I personally think it would be intriguing I'm not really sure what the WWE universe I'm not sure how they feel about Kenny Omega I don't know if he would be considered like the prime free agent that they really had needed to have or would he be considered like the AEW reject that they don't want I mean would they boo him out of the building I, I don't know you know I mean AJ Styles got the hero's welcome. Cody got the hero's welcome. But I don't know if, if Kenny Omega's got too much of that AEW on him that that he, the WWE fans would accept him or not. I'm not sure. I think um, AJ Styles was kind of at the top of his game at that point where he became a free agent. And there was no question. Like, okay, we're looking at possibly the best wrestler on the planet right now. AJ Styles, and he was that hot free agent. Um, Cody Rhodes was like the prodigal son returning. There was that aspect. So people, there was a familiarity already, and people saw what he had done and how he raised his level. Ask me the same question by the, um, by like September. And let's see where Ken, Kenny Omega is in terms of his run in AEW. Because, I don't know, being part of the trios, being EVP, it just doesn't seem like there's that need for him. You know, it's not like he's not doing anything so outstanding right now where you would say, we have to have him, he would change everything. We know he'd have great matches but I just cool. don't see him as that. What's the term? Needle mover? I hate that term, but I don't see him as that guy right now. Well, I mean, right here's now. the problem, too. I mean, the time is, is his his window is rapidly closing because he's getting hurt a lot. Yeah. And he was even saying that, you know, he can't go like he used to and he's got to recover more now after his matches. Well, you So know, his window is closing. If he's going to go WWE, he's got to go soon. To that he's point. He's got to go soon. He, he he made a comment um, to the effect that it's not he doesn't want to go somewhere necessarily to be in the spotlight. He wants to be in a position to help other talent, and I think he's looking. He wants to do whatever gives him the greatest ability to do that. And maybe part of that is lip service. I don't know because you know once you get in the spotlight, I think it's hard to let go of it. But. 
maybe that's true. So maybe if they have him in a high position with the NXT guys and he's helping them, then he'd want to go to WWE and do whatever. Um, but there's no reason he can't do that in AEW. I just think what really hurt him was one, he was out for like six months with his injury. Mm-hmm. Then he came back, started to get a little momentum. Then it was the brawl mm-hmm. with Punk and that whole thing where he got suspended. So that completely killed anything he had going. Um, I think a move to WWE would be interesting. I don't know how much it would do, like where you would even put him, but I'd be intrigued to see it. I would say he doesn't need to go, and they don't particularly need him. Yeah. So it's <clears throat> there would have to be something so great to, for to make him want to make that jump. I think. I wonder if if uh, he and like the Young Bucks never wrestle in WWE, do they eventually get the call to go into the Hall of Fame or not? I don't think so. Well, I mean, there are, the Great Muda never wrestled in WWE. He's in the Hall of Fame. Great Muda never spoke shit he about. He did wrestle for WCW. Yeah. And Great Muda never spoke shit about WWE either. Young Bucks have made it. I'm just. I mean, it is supposedly the Wrestling Hall of Fame, and I'm wondering if someday that happens or not. It's the at some point you kiss WWE's ass Hall of Fame. <laughs> I think I think we're at the flying car stage of the future. But not so much considering that <laughs> flying car. Yeah, you had you had Scott Steiner go in, and he did not. Scott Steiner worked for them his... twice. Yeah, Scott Steiner worked for. I'm talking about no, three guys who never worked for WWE ever. Type deal. Mm. Yeah, I think, but I think without having put in any time there. I mean, aside from a couple of velocity matches back in oh one, oh two or something. I I don't think I, I just I don't see why they would. Unless something name, happens with name, a quote unquote forbidden door. Abdullah the Butcher never wrestled in WWE. He's in the Hall of Fame. People There's a lot of guys who you can point to that never stepped foot in a WWE ring or are still in the Hall of Fame. See, but then you can get away with WWE bought WCW and it still kind of falls under WWE, so maybe. Mm. They bought libraries left and right from companies. I don't know. That's a technicality, if you ask me. But all right. Well, I mean, I guess we'll find out, right? As soon as I get my All right. So before we wrap tonight. We've probably spent more time on talking about Kenny Omega going to WWE than he's truly even thought about it. That's also very possible. Probably. So before we wrap tonight, uh, the Jake the Snake WWE biography. It was uh, a little watered down from the dark side of the ring one that we got. Um, what? Let's go around the horn. Jason, what did you think of this one? For what it was, I can say, oh, it was pretty good. I mean, his upbringing, that whole section about his upbringing was heavy, man. I mean, it went into some dark stuff. I thought I was watching a Dark Side of the Ring documentary for a minute. And 
but then it kind of ended abruptly. And they jumped from that to him now being Jake the Snake in WWF. And, and I felt like that second half of things, I, they, there was an opportunity for some resolution and there is opportunity for some follow-up on some of the stuff they mentioned early on, you know, especially as it pertained to his parents. Um, but I don't know. I, at the end of it, it was a typical A&E biography. But not bad. Just it, they lacked some insight. Rob? Um, I only saw some of it. I did read about the rest of it, though. Um, I'm generally um, unhappy with the A the A and E biographies because I think they tend to water it down. Like Jason said, they water things down, and in the end they try to paint a happy picture. And I don't know. I I think I like to me that the intriguing things about real life are the warts and all, right? All the the bad and the good. You know, I, I remember watching the Shawn Michaels one and they're like talking about his redemption and blah, blah, blah. But they kind of glossed over all the crap he did. And to me, the interesting stuff is the crap he did. And to me, it almost like they glossed it over because, you know, they're like they don't want to talk about it. But that's where how we got to where we are today. And Jake's story is a tough one. I mean, it's it's got drugs and sex and incest and you know it, it's 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 a soap opera but it's jake's life and it, it explains a lot of how he got to where he is and who he's trying to be and you know when i the aw ones uh, sorry excuse me the a and e shows to me they kind of just are just giving you an overview and i don't want an overview i want to know what i that's why i like biographies because they get into the nitty-gritty they tell you all the dirt and you know and the a and e shows to me are kind of like sanitized and i don't want to watch sanitized so i knew i know more about jake than a and e's ever going to tell me so i kind of glossed over it myself and was like eh, you know all right i know they're not gonna dig deep anywhere i'd much rather watch the dark sides of the ring you know, and get the real story than whatever A and E is gonna uh, show. And he also, the other thing I've noticed is a lot of their stuff is inaccurate. Sometimes they jump or they they present things. I'm like, that's not the order things happened. You know yeah, what I mean? It's all like, over the place. Yeah, I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's like they're 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 painting a, a they're they're creating a narrative that's not true. I'm trying to remember the one I saw, and I, I wish I could remember it now. But there was one where they had like this the guy, one of the guys jumped from like WCW to to wwf and i'm like no that's not how it happened it there were some stops along the way and there were some other things that happened and and you're you're just skipping all that oh and that was what austin austin they they didn't touch on him going to ecw they didn't really talk about that they went straight from wcw right to yeah um, and and, and ringmaster Part of the intriguing part of Austin's story is when he went to ECW. That's really when he started to develop the character of Stone Cold. And they glossed right over that. That's a good example of where they just kind of decided, well, you know, we're just going to move. We need to move the story along. Right. So we're, we're just going to, you know, 
write it the way we want to. And I'm and I don't think these A and E specials are for real fans. I think they're for casual fans. That's so a I don't. Fair state. I, I, agree I don't take them as gospel, and I don't take them as super interesting. And you know, they're doing like these rivals things, and I'm like, eh, is this really a rivalry? You know, like the Ric Flair Rick Steamboat is a rivalry. Dusty Rhodes Ric Flair is a rivalry. These are like a series of matches over a couple of years. These aren't rivalries. You know, so. I think it's more for the casual fans. So I, I don't put a lot of weight on them and I don't I don't they're not must watch TV for me, that's for sure. This this one was also for yeah. fans of DDP Yoga um, because I felt like the last 20 minutes of it was an ode to Diamond Dallas Page, <laughs> which who played a big part in what went on, but then it was just clips of the resurrection of Jake the Snake. And yeah. if I wanted to watch the resurrection of Jake the Snake again, I would watch that documentary. Like I know they're doing one for China. I and don't even want to watch it. There's a ton of things about a negative about China, not the the porn alt stuff. I'm just talking about how she was difficult to work with, mm-hmm. how people didn't like working with her, how her attitude was really bad, and they're gonna gloss all over that. Number one, because she died, and number two, because it doesn't fit the narrative. Right. Yeah. They're gonna paint her as a pioneer, and and part of that is true. She is a pioneer, but the other part of it is she ruined her own career. You know, she's believed her own hype. She read her own press clippings. You know what I mean? And they're not going to talk about that. And that's why I, this, I don't, I know, I know enough about it. And you guys as well, I'm not trying to say I know more than you guys. I'm just saying we all know enough about what happened to know what the real story is. And they're just going to paint it with a, you know, a very, right, right, a very light brush. And I don't, I don't need that. I'd rather hear the, the good stuff. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you guys more on that. But I think with that being said, that is our episode for tonight. The Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter. The Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next week. Peace.